Welcome to Powerful, Wild and Magical, the podcast for the female leader who wants to reconnect with her true essence, step into her divine feminine power and make a huge impact in the world. I am your host, Nadia Gargalo, and in today's episode, we have Helen Life. Helen is a manifestation coach and astrologer. Her mission is to help soulful women and spiritual entrepreneurs to create their dream reality from the inside out. In this deep conversation, we go through all the basics of astrology, your sign, rising and moon signs, uh, the characteristics of each sign, the energies of each planet, and how to use astrology to create more success and abundance. I can't wait to dive into all this magic. Let's get into it. so happy to have you with us today it's been a while since I wanted to have an expert in astrology coming to the podcast I'm super excited for this conversation welcome to the show yay thank you Nadia I'm so excited to be here yeah and talk about all things astrology and yeah just get into it so yeah thank you for having me yeah I would love to hear your story how did you get into astrology and how has astrology changed your life yeah, so I mean, I think I'll start. I'll start at the beginning because my story is quite um, organic in how I actually came across astrology. wasn't wasn't how I expected to at all, and it really came from sort of a spiritual awakening through some difficulties that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, so in January two thousand fourteen, so. Um, just over eight years ago now I had just come out of a toxic relationship um, and my confidence was at an all-time low um, and I probably spent the last three years not really taking care of myself so I'd been living quite a self-destructive lifestyle um, a lot of partying a lot of drinking I had I'd accumulated over £10,000 of debt um and also on top of that my health was deteriorating quite seriously so my hair was falling out um my periods had stopped altogether I I had severe anxiety um, anxiety although I didn't realize that's what it was at the time I would just wake up in the night and I felt like I couldn't breathe um I also had eczema all over my wrists and ankles and I was also having some digestive problems. So all of this was going on and I was in a pretty dark place, but I thought, right, I need to do something about my health. And really this is how I got into spirituality. So I went to the doctors and we had several tests and various things and everything came back negative. And that's when I thought, oh God, um, it's not actually a physical issue, it's something psychological. And this is kind of what the doctors were saying, that first we test for the physical, and if they come back negative, then it's likely to be something psychological. Um, so I just, that was kind of my rock bottom moment. I thought, wow, I need to do something 
I guess, for my mind, I need to do something to take myself into a better place. And this, I hadn't come across anything to do with mindset or thinking positively or anything like that. Mm. Uh, I was always quite a positive person growing up. I never really, you know, was was really down on myself about stuff. But at this point, I sort of had no other option. So I started working with a hypnotherapist. Um, and I also started doing a mindfulness course. Um, and then at, the, at that same summer in 2014, a friend of mine introduced me to Buddhism. So I started practicing all of these sort of um, spiritual practices I started doing sort of meditation mindfulness I started listening to affirmations and listening to the hypnosis that I was working with so I slowly started to piece myself back together um and one of the things that I realized during this process of reading the books and, and really starting to get into and reconnect myself was that if there's something going on in your life that isn't the way that you want it to go is because of something internally as opposed to something externally um and this was a complete game changer for me because my whole life I've been looking for external things to change I've mm. been looking for circumstances on the outside to change rather than thinking oh I need to change inside first in order to create the reality I want around me so by the end of 2014, I'd actually managed to get myself into a lot better place. My confidence went even higher than it probably was before I sort of got into the toxic lifestyle. Um, I manifested a new job. I got a 5k pay rise. I decided to move to a new city. Um, and I'd actually started a new relationship at this point. Um, but most importantly, I actually reconnected to myself and I started to feel like myself again. Um, but there was still something missing. So the job that I was doing, although it was, you know, paying, paying the bills and it was, I was moving up in, in the career ladder, it was just not lighting me up. So I'd come home each day and I'd feel like I was just wasting my life. So a couple of years went by and in 2016, I decided to sell everything that I owned, handed my notice in at my job, um, left the apartment that I was renting and bought a one-way ticket to Australia. Now, oh, I yeah. went out there. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. like, that's it. I'm done. I'm leaving the UK. I'm creating a new life. Um, the relationship that I was in sort of came to an end quite organically. We were just no longer right for each other. Um, so I went out to Australia, but then about a month later, I decided to come back to the UK and I'd started to see someone else back in the UK. And so we're trying to do this long distance thing and it wasn't really working. So I decided, okay, I'm going to come back and give this relationship a go. But I said, if I come back to the UK, I want to move to this location, which is the location that I'm living in now, which is Brighton. I want to live by the sea. Um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have much to come back to. So I moved in with my boyfriend at the time, straight away, after really only seeing each other for a couple of months. Um, I didn't have a job or, you know, my savings were slowly going down. Um, 
but we need to find somewhere to live. So we went down to Brighton one weekend. We we looked around and we found the like the perfect place. And we were like, let's just go for it. So we put deposit down um, and two weeks later moved in. So I'd suddenly found myself in a new city again. Um, you know, I was in a lot better place, but I was still unclear about what my purpose was, what I'm actually doing, what, you know, I was still feeling quite lost. So I spent the next couple of years really experimenting. So I did quite a few courses. I did a counselling course. I explored sound healing. And I started reading this book about your pattern and things. And it just dawned on me that astrology is something that I'd always kind of been into. Um, so I started following the moon cycle in 2017 just to really use it in my own life. So, I, you know, I was into the law of attraction and manifestation and I started setting intentions with the new moon and releasing at the full moon and just watching this sort of rhythm of my life. And it, it was really helpful. So I, I started to explore the other planets and get into astrology that way. So I thought, OK, well, I'll enroll onto a course on how to how to read birth charts and, and see see how I find it. And I became pretty obsessed and I was you know I'd study my chart every day um and I just got really into it and what it did is it just connected to why certain things had happened to me and why I had certain tendencies why I was the way that I was um so yeah I started doing readings for other people locally in in my area um and and that is kind of where where it all started really but I think to go back to your question how it changed my life is it just connected me to that bigger picture like I was already connected to the idea of oneness and the universe but having that extra extra layer of being connected to the cosmos in in terms of seeing all of these stars and then seeing how they exist within us and how that energy of of the stars are infused into us when we come into this life form and that we have have this journey that we go through this this map almost that we can refer to through our birth chart and I just became fascinated with it um and yeah that is that is how I got into it yeah, what a beautiful and powerful story. And I love how actually doctors uh, were pointing at the physical, but also the psychological, because that's not something that you really see with mm -hmm. uh, public health or... Yes. They normally always look for physical and they don't take in account that you can be sick because of emotional or psychological. Yeah. Factors. So yeah. that was great. Uh, to trigger in you that that response of okay what's going on internally you know yeah yeah exactly and the idea that the mind and body are one you know it's so true because literally there was no nothing technically wrong with me yet I was experiencing all of these physical problems and as soon as I started to work on my mindset work on my energy and and change the sort of the beliefs that I've been telling myself change started sort of loving myself accepting myself and and really um you know being being okay with who I was that is when everything healed up everything you know my periods came back my hair was fine again um yeah so that that's so true yeah 
it's crazy because I mean if I had to look back in my journey um at the beginning when I started to to learn that um, a lot of uh, illnesses were related with emotions mm. I was like this can't be you know because you just f- think everything is physical it just happens yeah. for whatever reason physically but then as you connect to those and you see especially like every chronic illness obviously if you have a car accident or anything that's physical that's different um, but anything that is chronic illnesses or like you said like stomach issues mm-hmm. so many people we see now with um with uh, how is it called the um, sensitive but well uh, yes yeah syndrome and like so many other um digestive issues and skin issues mm-hmm. like most of them are all psychological or emotional yeah yeah exactly it's it's such a reflection almost and it's it's almost like a, I, I see it as a message that your body is trying to tell you something that you know it's not happy and especially like the gut that is you know and we're only realizing now it's only becoming involved now the gut is so connected to the mind and the brain and you know 90% of our serotonin is produced in our gut um but but we're not really sort of directed like that and I wasn't you know taught that growing up if I had any sort of health issue it'd be like right go to the doctors and get it fixed there was no kind of question that it would be something deeper Um, but I'm actually really grateful that I went through that because had I not I wouldn't have been onto this journey I wouldn't have learned to grow and develop and get into this world of mindset and you know spirituality and astrology and all of that yeah it's it's such a beautiful path and so powerful and like I really love to follow Joe Dispenza Mm. and he combines spirituality with science and like science he's a neuroscientist and it's crazy how just using the power of the mind and meditation and synchronizing the waves and the mind and heart can they can help people even reverse cancer it's just yeah it's amazing it is it is amazing I love Joe Dispenza too and like yeah I love what he says when he talks about getting your heart coherent and getting like you you really clear in your body in your heart in your breathing in your mind and then if you link that to say manifestation where you plant a seed and you plant an intention and then you rehearse how that is in your life as if it's already happening then you know there's that saying that the mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is imagined and it's so true you know Mm -hmm. but we're not we're not taught this so we have to uncover it our own way well we can see that in our day-to-day lives right because we get so stressed and like the the stress response gets activated just because of worries that we have which is no real danger like when we used to live in caves and lions were chasing us right and Mm -hmm. we can see the power of the mind and imagination when you just imagine yourself uh, with a lemon eating a lemon and you start just salivating and like we we can see easily how imagination is as powerful as reality yeah absolutely yeah and I think the key there of what you said is is getting the emotion like when you have like a vision 
or something that you're imagining for yourself and you you couple it with a feeling an emotion say you get excited and you really feel that again in your body then that emotion is real and that is the sort of trigger point for creation yeah I totally agree. Okay, so let's go back to astrology. We, yeah, we love fun. talking all things. <laughs> um, let's start with the basics. Um, just if you can share how astrology can help us and and how we, what we can use it for. Yes, yeah. So I really see it as, as a tool and a map to our soul. So it's like a, a blueprint of our energy, of our karmic energy that we came here onto planet earth with um so we can access all of the different energies within us to then use that to navigate our life whether that's navigating an, a challenge that we're going through or whether it's to bring out our strengths or to reconnect to our purpose or just reconnect to parts of ourselves that maybe we weren't aware of um, often when i do chart consultations for people the a lot of their responses oh yes I knew that oh yes and it, it almost gives you that like permission slip to connect with yourself on that deeper level that oh I know that I've got that in me yes that is true but maybe you've forgotten it or maybe it just isn't at the forefront of your mind and so you you know you, you're not constantly thinking about all of these things that you've got within you that you can harness that you can actually tap into um So I think that's the most powerful thing with astrology. It's like a, a map that can guide you to move through anything. And really, you can use it to, to create and in your everyday life. Um, so I often look at my chart and what's going on in the, what we say, the transiting um, in the sky. And then I look at if there's something going on, like maybe a a natal planet of mine is being triggered I think okay that these kind of energies might crop up for me today I, and having that awareness allows me to maybe make different choices you know if Mars is being activated I might think okay maybe I'll do a bit more meditation today because Mars can be quite triggering it can cause sort of conflict or anger or frustration <laughs> yeah I love that and, and I love that it has so many similarities because obviously human design is Uh, astrology as one of the elements or methods that it mixes and and i i love to see how our soul came here for a reason yeah to experience something to live out a purpose and and i i feel it's such an amazing thing to have clarity around those things your yeah. energy what you are here to do what you are here to experience not just your purpose but a lot of challenges and things in your life Your, yeah. what your gifts are and having clarity in that helps you first be more authentic understand better who you are mm -hmm. and and then na navigate those challenges and also the good things as well and having more clarity to to show up authentically yeah absolutely yeah it just yeah it just deepens your sense of self and like you say with authenticity you can really step into yourself you know it almost gives you like I said before a bit of a permission to own that part of yourself that maybe you were neglecting before or that you you know you weren't sure like I had one lady who she she was a real kind of 
um, activist and she really liked to do things by herself. She really like wanted to go out there and spread her message. And she was she was a little bit, you know, maybe different. And she she always had this bit of like feeling that maybe she was a bit of an odd one out. And she had a lot of Aquarian energy. And I was like, no, you're here to do this. You're here to be different. You're here to lead the path to, you know, spread that message that that's on your heart. Um, and that just gave her the motivation to say, oh, wow, okay, I can accept this part of me now. I can, you know, be different and I can go out there and it doesn't matter what other people think because this is who I am. Yeah, totally. I was thinking about this, that actually, especially I feel with the challenges, like you become less of a victim and understand that that's your path to growth. Yes. Because when you know that you are here to experience these challenges, then you are okay. This is my soul path, you know. This is what I'm here to do, what I'm here to have grown. And yeah. this is what's going to make me grow. So instead of facing challenges, being like the victim and being like, oh my God, what is this happening to me? Then you can just use them in such a more powerful way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's taking that responsibility. Once you know, okay, this is a lesson I'm here to learn. The challenge, although it may feel challenging, you know that it's it's there for your growth. It's there for you to overcome and transform and heal and therefore grow and develop and, and you know, become more of, more of yourself through that experience. Um, and, I, you know, challenges can manifest through your chart in, you know, infinite number of ways. So, even if someone has a planet in the same sign, that that planet can manifest in an infinite number of ways, depending on that person, depending on their makeup, depending on you know their background, etc. All of these different things. But knowing that you've you've got something that's guiding you is is just super powerful. Yeah. Um, could you explain a little bit more because we all know about our sun sign but we always talk about the three big ones right the sun the rising and the moon could you explain about each of them yes of course yeah so the ascendant which is the first sort of big one which is where i usually start with when i do a chart consultation with someone is how you come across in the world so it's it's not actually a planet but it's a point in the sky and it's denoted by um where the sun was as it was rising over the eastern horizon at the time of your birth um so it's very personal very specific and it's basically how you come how you come across and how you show up in the world so it's almost like your outer veneer it's how you appear maybe like first impressions if you first walk into a room you know you know if someone's leo rising because they're like hello i'm here like <laughs> look at me you know um, the jungle <laughs> yeah <laughs> um in comparison to maybe like a Virgo rising, who's a little bit more reserved, a little, you know, they may come across um, a little bit more like they just want to slowly and quietly walk in, and you know, that's fine. Everyone, everyone comes across differently. So that that's one part of the ascendant is really that that outer face um, that we want to show up as, that we want to come across and be seen as. Um, it's also interestingly how we see ourselves a little bit so if you think about your best version of yourself that is how 
how the ascendant sort of denotes your perception of yourself. So how you want to come across to others is almost how you want to see yourself. Mm. So yeah, that is the ascendant. And then, like, like, like you said, the sun sign that everyone knows is, you know, your star sign, the main sort of sign that the sun is taking place in. And this is really your, your essential self. So it's a self that people know once they get to know you a bit more. It's your sort of personality, your, your kind of general ego self. Um, it's also who you are becoming in, in this lifetime. So as you develop, you become more of yourself. You getting more experiences and the sun is forever becoming it's a process of who you are at your core and your sort of bigger personality and then the moon is your internal self so it's it's really what nurtures you what feeds your soul it's it's really what you need to feel safe and secure so it's very much connected to the mother and the nurturing part of yourself and emotions, your intuition, that all resides in your moon sign. So knowing your moon sign is actually, I think, one of the most important things in, in astrology when you're first getting into it. Because if you know what your inner needs are, what your emotional needs are to feel safe, you can start to work with that and you can start to create that internal safety for yourself um, and meet your own needs, which is, you know, super invaluable for when it comes to self-love and all of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, it's quite interesting because I'm actually a double cancer. So my son and my um, rising are both can cancer. And then mm -hmm. I have my moon in Aries. So okay. Water and fire. Yeah. And, and normally cancer is is n known to be uh, like very loving and caring sign, very emotional mm -hmm. and very sensitive and a lot about family, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting because I don't feel that much inside because obviously I have the areas in my moon. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I can feel that ambition and drive of Aries and that fire but a lot of times especially when I uh, when I was teaching Latin dances and I used to go out dancing and people mm -hmm. would see me from the outside people who didn't know me um, they would always say that I come across like very powerful like it will take time for them to actually come and talk to me mm -hmm. because they say I seem like very confident and having like a strong um, strong personality Mm. And that's quite quite shocking because I, I was like, well, I'm cancer, but I seem to still come across with a fire energy somehow mm. externally. Mm, that's so interesting. And maybe you're yeah, maybe you're really connected to your moon and that that inner drive to move forward and to you know go out into the world and create. Yeah, and, so. But the, the interesting thing about cancer is there's actually two sides to cancer. So there is that nurturing, mothering kind of um, nourishing energy that, that comes with cancer, where they're very kind of intuitive, very connected to. To, to, to their emotions and things but there is also quite a dynamic side to cancer because it's also ruled by the moon cancer is ruled by the moon and the moon is forever changing so the cancer can be quite up and down it can also be quite dynamic um, and very driven so another layer that we sort of categorize the signs in is 
um, the what we call the polarities. So cancer is a cardinal sign, which is very driven, motivated, um, likes to take action, very sort of self-starting. So maybe you're more connected to that part of cancer, especially if you've got... Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. I feel like I'm a very familiar person and I wanted to be a mom since I was super young. Like I remember I was in a school and there was this... Um, this side for very little kids up until six and then we had another side of the school for six to twelve and I remember in the lunch break I used to go and take care of the small kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> I yeah. always love kids and I, I'm, I'm very family oriented yeah. but I'm very sensitive with my emotions mm-hmm. I could feel especially before I did inner work and stuff like my mood could change like crazy mm-hmm. yeah. and up and down um yeah. now I feel it's more stable but yeah I can definitely relate to all those things yeah makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> shall we I, I know we I wanted to go through the planets and the houses and stuff but shall we do a quick run through the signs just keep on about the characteristics of each sign yeah yeah sure so i'll start with aries which is the first in the zodiac and so aries is super fiery it's a fire sign it's almost like the um the joyful it's quite innocent as a as a sign but it's very um forthgoing it loves to take action and drive things forward it's ruled by mars which is the engine of the zodiac so very action orientated and likes to just go out there and do stuff you know takes risks really easily and loves to jump into new things very adventurous um sometimes doesn't always think about the consequences that can be a little bit of a shadow you might sort of rush into things a little bit quickly but generally yeah Aries is um is a lovely upbeat sign Mm. um then the second one is Taurus so very different to Aries Taurus is a more stable sort of solid um grounded energy very earthy very connected to the material world so often quite good in business and dealing with things like money um and and all of that is very very um what's the word yeah very very stable likes likes their routine likes to sort of go go at their own pace um but if they're triggered they can snap so they you know they might seem and that's why the the symbol the bull is very sort of true for tourists because they can be sitting away you know chewing grass in the field and then if they get triggered they can snap (laughs) so that's that's the sort of tourist energy um and then gemini is the let's say we see it as the twins but really it is the communicator the messenger of the zodiac so gemini is has loads of ideas it's very a very airy sign it loves to um share ideas with people communicate chat away a bit of a chatterbox can you tell i've i've got a gemini son so i'm very um chatty i've got lots of thoughts likes to be mentally stimulated um and also quite intelligent, you know, very like very much a sort of bookworm, likes to really get into um, the concepts of the world and, and things like that. So that is Gemini. Um, 
The next one is cancer, which we've already sort of touched on, which is the the caring, the mother, the nurturing um, sign of the zodiac. It it can also be very dynamic, like we've discussed. So it has that drive of sort of uh, get go and you know likes to again get up and take action on things, um, move forward with with things that they're sort of planning so very goal orientated again they can be a little bit up and down um, because of their their rulership by the moon but they can also be very intuitive and very connected to their emotions so that is that is cancer um, and then moving on to leo so leo is the the sort of big personality, the sort of razzle-dazzle of the Zodiac. It loves to be seen. It loves to be centre of attention. Um, it can be quite dramatic at times. It, can, it also loves to just go out there and share its heart. It's got a big heart. Leo is ruled by the sun. So think of a big sort of warm, fuzzy person. They often have a lot of Leo energy within them. Um, so that is that is Leo. Um, the next one is Virgo. So Virgo is a very practical energy. Again, very connected to the earth. It's an earth energy, but very different to Taurus. It's it's quite um, methodical. Quite like likes things to be quite particular. Likes to um, cross the T's and dot the I's. It can also um, they're very sort of hardworking and quite humble. So. That is the Virgo energies. Um, the next one is Libra. So Libra is the partnership energy of the Zodiac. So it loves to love. It loves to be in love. It loves to um, connect to all of the sort of elegant things of life. You know, think about like dining out and and coming and doing things that really are pleasing and lo loving, um, whether that's in partnership or experiences. Um, the thing with Libra is they can be a little bit sort of people pleaser. If that is the shadow of Libra, they sometimes get quite in their heads. Um, they can also sometimes not not find it that easy to make a decision they like everything to be very sort of fair and very so that they might take their time to weigh up all the pros all the cons um rather than just sort of going for their intuition um so that is libra and then scorpio so scorpio is a very deep sign it's a very um it's a very yin sign actually but it's, it's very deep it's got a lot of emotions often will repress their emotions um, or they, they may not feel safe to completely share everything about them but they can also be very magnetic they can be quite mysterious and sort of have that angle of them where people want to know more about them um, they are also very very deep psychologically so they are the the signs that can really hold all of that sort of other shadow side of the collective that people often don't like to delve into you know they, they love to talk about things like trauma sex money death all of that stuff is wrapped up in Scorpio energy um and then Sagittarius energy very different there Sagittarius is the explorer is the adventurer of the zodiac it, it loves to um, go out and create new experiences it's a fire energy again so it's a it's got a sort of spark of inspiration it, it loves to um, 
again, it might come up with with great ideas, but it's really quite um, a philosophical sign as well. So it likes to really broaden its horizons and um, connect to something bigger than itself. It's, it's ruled by Jupiter, which is the biggest planet of the zodiac. Um, so that is Sagittarius. And then Capricorn. So Capricorn is the hard grafting, sort of more serious, sort of down to earth, you know, I'm going to say things as they are, you know, fact, fact, facts. Um, very, very much the um, worker of the Zodiac, very ambitious, very driven. Often you'll find um, the sort of CEOs of you know, high corporate companies have a lot of Capricorn in them because they are very disciplined as well. Um, although Capricorn can sometimes take things a little bit too seriously or may struggle to sort of lighten up. So that is that is the Capricorn energy. Um, and then Aquarius. So Aquarius is the uh, inventor of the Zodiac. It's the innovator. It loves to come up with um, ideas that are usually beyond the years. So when an Aquarius sort of says, oh, I'm going to go out and do this, a lot of the time people are like, what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you want to do that? And then three years later, everyone's doing it. So Aquarius have this sort of edge to have that that sort of future looking part of themselves. Um, they're also very driven by community. So bringing people together for a shared mission or cause. Um, and then Pisces is the dreamer of the zodiac. So it loves to really connect to all things spiritual. It's very loving. It's very emotional. It loves to go with the flow. It's very creative, very emotional. Um, but sometimes it can be a little bit pie in the sky. So it can have a tendency to see things through rose tinted glasses and maybe need a little bit of earth to balance it out sometimes. Mm. Um, but that is, that is Pisces, um, also very intuitive Pisces energy. Yeah, I can, I can see as you speak and I, I remember people having those signs I can definitely see all the characteristics in them. Yeah, yeah. So my boyfriend is Pisces and he is super emotional, super sen sensitive. You can talk with him about any emotions. Mm. He's very open to share emotions and he's super intuitive, super spiritual. He has psychic mm. abilities. So yeah, yeah. he can also be a little bit dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> I good. always call him romantical, dramatical. You know? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes he says his these romantic phrases like they seem to come out from a romantic movie. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pisces love the like the they almost have like an idea around romanticizing life and wanting everything to be like something from a movie. Sometimes I like I love that, but that's, that was a little bit too cheesy. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not so much. The other day I said to him, "We, I think you should write a book and write the hundred and one romantic phrases to conquer uh, your partner." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he has them all. Uh -huh. Um. Shall we now go through the planets since we explain about the, the signs? Can we explain what the energies of the planets are and how can we use those? Yeah, yeah. So I'll briefly go through um, the planets and just to sort of, as we get into the layers, so basically the signs are almost like the how 
of the zodiac. It's how you do something. Mm. The, the planets are the what. So it's the the planets sort of never change. The planets are the what, and then how that is expressed is through the sign. Um, mm. So yeah, so we sort of we've mentioned the sun. So the sun is your sort of um, you know deeper personality, your your ego, who you're becoming. We mentioned the ascendant, how you come across in this world. We mentioned the moon, your your needs, your how you how you feel safe and secure internally, um, emotionally, etc. Then we've got planet Mercury. So Mercury is the planet of communications. So it's how you think, it's how you talk, it's how you communicate to others. It's also um, how you how you have your sort of thought patterns, how you may um, write about things. Everything to do with communications really is wrapped up in planet Mercury. Then you have planet Jupiter. Um, so these these ones that I'm going through now are what we call personal planets. So they're a lot more personal because they move quicker through the sky. And then we'll get to some planets which are more sort of generational. Um, so there may be large collectives of people who have um, that planet in the same sign. And, and that is when we look um, at the house and which specific area that that is taking place in. Um, so... Yeah, so going back to planet Jupiter is the planet of plenty. It's it's what ever you have Jupiter and whatever sign Jupiter is in is where that energy will be expanded in your you know in your in yourself in your life. Um, it's also the a bit related to Sagittarius, the explorer. It loves to broaden the horizons of whatever it is. And then planet Venus is the planet of love and abundance, attraction, desire. It's all of all of the things that we, we love. It's our tastes. It's um, our point of attraction. All of those things are wrapped up in planet Venus. Um, and then planet Mars is the it's really the engine of the zodiac it's how things get done so it's the doer of the zodiac it's very masculine it's very um driven and and sort of also rules um how we are in conflict so that is mars and then saturn is the planet of life lessons and karma so it is the teacher of the zodiac it is where you have your work to do in this lifetime so whatever's going on with your saturn is where where you have um stuff to develop or where you may have to develop more discipline or it may show where you do already have a lot of discipline where you already are very consistent at whatever's going on for you there um and then planet pluto is the it basically represents this cycle of transformation so often in life we'll we'll have um growth and then we'll have death and then we'll have rebirth again um and this cycle of birth death growth and rebirth is is what um pluto is here to do it basically releases and declutters and there's this lovely um metaphor for pluto which is imagine a blocked toilet <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a gross metaphor but it's like pluto is the plunger that goes into the toilet gets out all of the 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 gunk that is blocked and, and clears it and sort of cleanses it to then purify it and create something new so mm -hmm. that is that is pluto um 
And then planet Neptune is the, the planet that represents the unseen energies of the world. So it's that, that thing where you know something exists, but you can't necessarily see it, but you can feel it. You might not be able to touch it, but you know it's there. It's like the blue mist and planet um, Neptune is actually blue, which is very interesting. It's, it's almost untouchable, but it's, it's very mystic. So it rules everything, mis mystical, um, spirituality. But on the other spectrum, it can also rule things like addiction um, and betrayal and things like that if you go into the shadow of Neptune. And then finally, planet uh, Uranus is the planet where things will get flipped upside down. So it's the planet of chaos and change. And I, I say that lightly because chaos, it, you know, it could be a really good thing um, or it could be like a negative thing. You know, something could be shaken up completely in your life. Um, but Uranus is there to help you sort of break free from wherever, wherever you are um, and whatever's going on there. So those, those are all the planets. <laughs> I love that. So um, could you go through now that, that we have explained all the signs and all the planets? Um, and you have said that the signs are more the the how and then the planets more the what. Mm. Could you explain how will you be using the planets and the signs to actually create the story or see the story behind? Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's take an example of say you've got Venus in Gemini for example um, so Venus being the planet of love abundance money attraction all of that and Gemini being the planet of uh, communicating uh, sorry sign of communicating um, and sort of connecting what you might do in the way that you attract things into your life if you think about finances or even your your partner or relationship is you might go out and actually connect with a lot of people. You might have a big social life, and this is how you end up maybe attracting um, people, relationships, or new business into your life. You, you might be a bit of a social butterfly, and, and because of that, that is your sort of way that you're likely to go about um, creating that, that experience in your life. Mm, that makes sense. Mm. Would you give another example with the same planet? So let's say that Venus mm, was in, I don't know, Capricorn. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so that we can see how the difference. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so say Venus was in Capricorn. So again, Venus being the planet of love, abundance, money, etc. And Capricorn being a more sort of hardworking, grinding, kind of serious manner, the way that they may go about attracting whether it's a relationship or whether it's um in their in their finances or that kind of area is it's likely to be more uh, logical and business orientated be, you know they'll sit down and they'll have a plan they'll go through that you know they won't consider people so much that they're more sort of uh ticking things off the boxes and mapping out the actions that they need to take knowing that they need to take one step after the next to get to their goals and they'll be quite um quite focused on, on, yeah, sort of putting one step after the next and reaching what it is that they want to attract that way. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Um, and how, how will the houses fit? We don't need to go through all of them, but how will the house, houses fit into all of this? Because I know there are the three elements, the signs, 
the planners and then the houses yes yeah so the houses is another layer which is basically so i said how the sign was the how the planet was the what the houses is basically the where so it's the area of your life that this kind of thing is likely to show up so i'll give say one example just to sort of make sense say you've got a planet whatever planet it is in a particular house so you've got it in your fourth house whatever house that is that is the area of your life that that planet will be most activated so say you've got a planet in the fourth house the fourth house represents things like family home life that kind of thing so um you know say you've got mercury in that house you're likely to have a lot of um messages going on a lot of chit chat a lot of kind of um people coming in and out of your home life there might be um a, you know interest in sort of writing writers in the family that kind of thing very much related to who you're connecting to your local community very involved in that way um you know if you've got another planet activated in um your fourth house or if you've got a, a cluster of planets sometimes we'll have quite a few planets in one house that that kind of signifies that that area of your life is quite important there's quite a lot of stuff going on um in your life and stuff that is maybe more meaningful for you in this lifetime i love that yeah um so i would really love to to talk about how to use astrology to tap into success and abundance mm. um so could you share what in the chart you would be looking at to like so for anyone to be able to see what their path or destiny to success and abundance is yeah so there's a few a few points in the chart so um i already mentioned planet venus is sort of the best place to start is to really connect to your venus um because that is the the planet of attraction it's but it's a very feminine planet it's very good at receiving so when you know how your venus is placed in the placement in your chart of venus you can start to work with that energy to sort of you know instead of maybe forcing something you may be more designed to actually allow something in or if you've got a slightly more yang um, planet or sign that occurs where your venus is then that that is the the energy that you're more designed and likely to be more successful in bringing out and materializing um so venus is is a super powerful planet to work with and i would look at look at everything look at the sign that it's in the house that it's in any other um, planets that may be interacting with it any aspects which is a whole other story um another layer to it look at what element it is everything to do with venus um then you can start working with that energy and harnessing how to best use your venus based on where it is in your chart um another really great place to look is your second house so the second house is all around um your cash zone all around um the physical material world your um material security of of life so whatever's taking place in your second house and even if you don't have a planet there whatever sign it's in is likely to be the the most suitable suitable way for you to um make your money and wealth and material success um another great place to look is your planet jupiter so planet jupiter also signifies where you may have innate gifts 
interests. So where you're naturally confident, where you naturally um, will have things that you can draw upon to, to create success. Um, planet Jupiter also expands whatever it touches. So if you've got a particular sign in you know, Jupiter, that energy is going to be amplified. So really you can use that for your advantage. For example, if you've got, say, Jupiter in Sagittarius, you're, you're likely to have a huge amount of enthusiasm or positive, positive energy that you can then tap into that and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really harness this positive energy to you know draw people in people love positive people right so make use of of that and allow that to lead you in maybe the decisions that you're making or how you show up in the world mm, i love that i actually did recently um a master class in um that training it was astrogeography and it was very interesting because they take the planet and like the i mean the, the earth and then all the all the planets where they are located and then they start showing you which parts of the world are more suitable for you to work on x energy oh. he was looking particularly uh abundance and expansion and it was using jupiter line mm, yeah that makes a lot of sense and it was quite interesting because since um since I was very little, I always loved um, Asian countries and Asian food. Mm -hmm. And actually, my Jupiter was, was going through China, Nepal, and wow. India. Yeah. And, and yeah, I was talking that you don't necessarily need to move to that country, but you can tap into like aromas, smells, mm -hmm. incense, foods, um, textures, fabrics. Um, yeah like decoration to tap into that energy yeah and it was super 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 interesting yeah oh, amazing yeah i love that so yeah since you were mentioning venus i was going to actually actually ask you at some point if jupiter was also a sign for yeah. abundance and expansion yeah yeah definitely it's very prosperous jupiter um because also it's the it's the biggest planet and it's related to um a god that was that was very sort of big it sort of ruled over everything so um wherever jupiter is you're likely to have that sort of grandiose kind of um luxury yeah nice so just to recap and see if i if i got everything to like look at where success and abundance is in your charts and tap more into that energy to create more success and abundance we said looking at venus and jupiter as planets and then looking at house two right yes yeah your second house yeah that's for anyone who wants to go and check out where their chart is in the yeah exactly those those are the first the, yeah the top three to sort of start with that, that you can really start to tap into how you can best create success based on your own um internal energy i love that thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom and i'm always so fascinated about yeah. about astrology um uh, what personal advice would you like to give to our listeners so i think for me it is just the message that everything really does start within so even in astrology we say as above so below so whatever's going on in the sky is reflected internally 
within you and around you in your environment so when you start to make changes internally and this sort of goes full circle for my the story from where I've come from when you start to shift your energy you start to change your mindset and start to look at yourself from the inside that is when you start to change things on the outside so you know whether you use astrology as a tool to work with the energy within you and and look at that that or whether you just start to shift your perspective on things in order to make changes in your in your external environment and there's there's a law of the universe that I really live my life I didn't realize that this was a law but since I sort of discovered this through my own journey through the mindfulness and the buddhism that I got into um it's the law of correspondence so this is where it basically says that everything in your life is a reflection of your internal of your protect of your projection of your mind um, and of your energy so start within the love of correspondence actually uses a mantra that's similar to as above is below and i think they say the law of correspondence is as is inside is outside yes yeah that makes sense yeah exactly very, very connected yeah i think everyone should look at universal laws because we have heard about the law of, of attraction a lot but actually there are 12 of them mm-hmm. um, yeah, and exactly. i think it's very interesting to to look at them yeah and they're also connected yeah that was a very very good advice because i think especially since we moved into the era of aquario we are seeing more of the energies moving everything becoming more about energy about the feminine Mm -hmm. and this thing of what's inside is outside i think is reflecting even more than before yeah absolutely yeah um, just before we finish, I would love to ask you the powerful, wild and magical question. Um, so what's something that you are absolutely in love with right now in your life that's truly lighting your soul up? Uh, yes. So there's two things. So the first thing is just sea swimming. So living by the beach and just going for a swim every day in the sea. Um, I've got a little pup as well, so I throw the ball in fair. And it's just like those little moments in life really light me up. Um, and then secondly is actually my my business is really lighting me up and just waking up and feeling really motivated and on purpose every day to empower other people to create that life of fulfillment and abundance. And I love seeing this and you know spreading this out into the world so yeah that's what's lighting me up right now yeah um where can people find you well they can connect with you and if you want to share any offers or any freebies anything that you're working on yeah sure so i hang out on instagram so you can find me at helen life and that is l-y-f-e for the life Um, I don't have a website yet that is work in progress I'm sort of refreshing things Um, but I've just launched my one-to-one soul abundance coaching and that blends together both coaching and astrology so if you want to go a bit deeper you can work you can find me there Um, and I've got a lovely um, freebie which is my cosmic money guide which talks a little bit more deeply around how you can work with your planet Venus to attract um, more money into your life 
Sunday. Well, that freebie is perfect for the interview that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually totally my thing to ask you to focus on what our success and abundance was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so check that That's out. Really <laughs> right for this interview. Amazing. I will definitely leave every uh, all the links and details in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing all your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, please subscribe, share it, tag me and Helen and share your thoughts and breakthroughs with us. I would love to connect with you. Follow me on Instagram where you can find more of what I do and chat with me on the DMs. And I have a gift that I want to share with you. If you have been curious about human design and want to learn more about how your unique energy works and how to create more alignment and magnetism, To start manifesting your deepest desires and the business and life you dream of, I have created a Human Design for Business mini course and it's totally free. In the course, I go through all the basics and how to apply them in business so you can start creating next level alignment, magnetism and flow. There is also a bonus session that teaches you your unique manifestation style. You can find the link to join in the description. Thanks for being here with me today. I'll see you in the next episode, Powerful, Wild and Magical Being.